everyone, welcome back to Living Electric. We have a special episode today talking about e-bikes. Typically we talk about electric vehicles, but there's such a category of electric living that comes with bike riding. Right. And uh, for today's episode, we're going to dive further into that. Yeah, it's it's called Living Electric for a reason, not Living Electric Vehicles so or Electric yes. Cars. So um, yeah. definitely a lot more EVs out there and... I feel like all roads and like sustainable roads end with like biking. <laughs> I feel like that's like the most sustainable way to transport yourself, either biking or mass transit or like the two big ones. Um, so that kind of initially got me interested in other forms of electric transportation. Cause I still think there's, there's an electricity piece to some transportation and, and e-bikes have been getting really popular, um, electric skateboards, scooters, like you've probably seen them in whatever city you're living in. The like the rentable like e-bikes are a big thing. The scooters yep. are a big thing. So um, that initially kind of piqued my interest in them. So um, fortunately, I got, got in contact with an e-bike company uh, called Hemiway. So they actually sent me a bike to test out and I've been riding it. I just looked at the odometer. I'm over like 150 miles on it now. So, wow. <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> like when you think about driving, that's probably not a lot, but biking, that is, that is certainly a lot. So, um, I've really enjoyed it so far. I think, I think, uh, other forms of electric transportation certainly have a, can have a role in your life, not just electric cars. And it's a good kind of initial jump into EVs too. Like if you're still, still want to keep your gas car, that's fine. But I think if you want to try something electric, I think starting with an e-bike or a scooter or something like that is a cool way to get into it and kind of see the technology up close. So. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people like immediately think like for electrification, electric vehicles, Yeah, you know, but there's so many like sub facets of like how you can live an electric life. Right. With other aspects. I, I really think we should do an episode on like electric, like yard equipment. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I have an electric lawnmower, so we could talk about that in a future episode, Definitely, but when it comes to like bike riding and like, there's so many other ways to cut your emissions, even if you aren't going to buy a full battery electric vehicle. Right. Um, so, you know, with that being said, obviously you've been driving, you know, your model three for a few years now. Um, what kind of got you into like your e-bike, you know, because like, I know from like your Twitter, you <laughs> wanted to do that like 30 day challenge. Yeah. Can you kind of give us like a little bit more information on that? Yeah. I feel like I'm interviewing. No, you it's today. all good. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a podcast is. We just interview each other. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So I I initially was actually kind of in between the type of like I call it maybe like an, an alternative electric vehicle, which I mean, isn't they're all electric vehicles, but it's uh, like not a car, basically um, was initially interested in either an e-bike, a um, electric skateboard. I th have always thought are really cool. Like I watch Casey Neistat all the time and he rides his boosted board around New York and that just looks sweet. Um, so I had looked at those two and then there was a third one. I think I was interested in i think scooter might have been the might have been the third one but okay those were it wasn't one of those one wheeler was that what oh it was a one wheel yeah called? that was the other one. Oh, yep, one wheel you're right yeah which i got to try when we were out in california actually um yes uh, yeah ben from the kilowatts had one so i got to test this out when we were out there which is really <laughs> cool so yeah those scare me yeah regardless of how much they self balance <laughs> i need like the segue you know like with the handle right like, right yeah, yeah. 
that that is what you run into with some of the the electric vehicles without that stuff like that isn't a full bike or like doesn't have multiple wheels <laughs> it's, it's it's you got to be like very like confident in your abilities to balance and and get around on something like that so um but yeah that's that's kind of what initially got me into it not necessarily even the sustainable aspects just the cool factor cuz i thought like I live close to so much stuff. It'd be cool not to like take this 4,000 plus pound car with me. If I can just like either walk or take a fun vehicle with me to get around. Um, and that initially kind of got me into it, but then obviously the more sustainable aspect is obviously a big part of what I do as well. So trying to just reduce the amount I need a car regardless. I think the more, uh, the more I've watched videos and see how, many other parts of the world live like it they are very pedestrian and bike friendly places and the u.s mm -hmm. like definitely is not <laughs> from what at least the, all the cities i've lived in they're not very pedestrian friendly um i've been to new york and some other places with good great mass transit that are a lot more pedestrian friendly but still just as a nation we are way too car dependent we've got these sprawling suburbs we've got you need a car to get a lot of places which i I'm starting to dislike more and more. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen like um, images online where it's like, you know, when it comes to like traffic jams, it's like, well, here's a traffic jam with gas cars. Here's a traffic jam with electric vehicles. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, it's like a one for one trade off. Yeah. Where if you could have like bike lanes and like you know protected areas for people to cycle to work, right. you know, wherever they need to go, right. it would just cut down on all that congestion. Yeah, yeah, and. And I think, uh, and I think what a lot of people get wrong is they think it's like a one size fits all too. It's like, oh, if we just transition everybody to EVs and like our problems are solved, we're going to fix, fix, fix climate change. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to solve the world's problems, just all switching to EVs. And I've started to realize it's a multifaceted approach to reducing emissions. It's not just EVs. It's, it's the grid's got to be changed. We've got to definitely got to have more mass transit and more accessible places for bikes and more alternative forms of transportation. So I think there's, there's more to the picture than just EVs. So it's been cool riding an e-bike and kind of seeing that firsthand of, of what the, the full electric picture could look like. So that's been, that's been a lot of fun. So you're on day 16 out of 30. Yeah. And you've been kind of like journaling this like every single day with like short videos and like your your tweets and, you know, social media posts. So from like starting with like day one, what's something you've learned halfway through? I've learned a lot. Um, the I will say before, like I try to kind of give everybody some background on the challenge. So I'm planning on doing a full-length video on this. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet, though, because I've been recording, like, shorts every day instead of, like, mm -hmm. widescreen video of, like, good shots. So it might just be <laughs> me talking to the camera, kind of uh, reviewing everything. But the main thing that I've kind of given myself a pass on is if I'm transporting more than one person, so if it's, like, me and Mallory in the car or me and Mallory and a couple of our friends in the car, that's a pass because we're carpooling. We're filling up the car with stuff. So like, we're still, mm -hmm. we need the car. Um, and then the other pass is if I'm hauling anything that needs extra space. So like we went to home Depot the other day and got a bunch of mulch. So like, or uh, soil. So like, I can't, I can't strap that on the back of my e-bike and safely no. get across town. <laughs> so 
um, those couple situations I am giving myself a pass on and taking the car. Every other situation I am trying to take the e-bike to go do, and I'm quickly realizing I can take an e-bike to do 90-plus percent of the trips I take because it's mostly me just in the car by myself doing a quick errand. I don't have a lot of stuff that I need to bring back with me. It's just something I could throw on my backpack or or uh, or strap on my bike rack. The bike's really beefy, so I've got a nice bike rack back there. And uh, that has been great to find out because I was kind of tentative going into it of like what that experience was going to be like. Are there going to be enough bike paths everywhere? But I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with how many trips I can take on just an e-bike. So yeah it's been <laughs> it's been fun and uh and the uh probably the biggest thing I've learned is like I definitely need to get a better system of like locking my bike up when I get somewhere that's probably the biggest struggle because like you go to a parking lot you pull your car in and you lock it and walk away <laughs> it's like yeah locking up a bike <laughs> takes takes 30 seconds to a minute way longer than hopping out of the car and walking in somewhere so any like uh time savings from like parking close to an entrance or something like that are almost lost by the time you <laughs> you lock everything up so that's probably yeah. one of the biggest things i probably need to figure out a little bit better i i think the one thing that like has surprised me so far by your posts is just that, like i i don't know why like i've always assumed like every building has like a bike rack or like a place for you to like lock your bike yeah. but like i think the one post you had to lock it to a tree right <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so so like that surprised me I don't know why I just thought like, I don't know, public planning, they would have bike racks everywhere, but I guess not. <laughs> so I was talking to Mallory, I guess if a building is a certain size, they actually are legally required to have a bike rack outside if oh, it's wow. like a commercial building. So that is like yeah. a legal requirement because we went to Outback Steakhouse the other day. There's like no way to get there by bike very well. Like it's kind of just sidewalks there. There's not a great like bike lane or anything headed there. And they had a bike rack out front. So <laughs> it's like, wow. it's like kind of away from everything, <laughs> not close to a lot of paths and they have a bike rack. So I know that is a requirement in a lot of places. Um, but yeah, for some reason I just couldn't find a bike rack. I did a couple loops around where I was going to, it was a, a shopping center here in Columbus and there were no bike racks I could find. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to strap it to the tree. I'm not going to waste too much time. Cause I'll be in the store for like 30 seconds to return something. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually that, that kind of leads to a question. Like, so like when, when you're, when you've been doing this challenge, like, have you learned any like laws or regulation that it comes to like cycling? Like, I guess, like, I don't know if you can necessarily just lock your bike to anything. Like, is there any regulation for that? That's a good question. Yeah. I've kind of like taken the attitude, like if, if you don't have a good infrastructure for me to use my bike, then like, I'm just going to figure something out. Like if it's in somebody's yeah. way, that's kind of the fault of the, whoever designed this, it's not going to be my fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, right. I saw an interesting tweet. I think it was today, um, about how, like, don't be mad at, at cyclists on the road, be mad at city planners. So like, oh yeah, I, and I, yeah. I had to kind of check myself because I get like mad sometimes where I'm like, there's a sidewalk right there. You should be riding on the sidewalk. Like if there's a bike in front of me and then I think about it and you're like, oh, well, I'm now learning that bikes are legally supposed to be riding on the street. You should not be riding on sidewalks with the bike. Those are for pedestrians only, which I've just found out. Um, wow. So that's news to me. Yeah. So if you're a cycling, you're supposed to be in, if there's no bike lane, 
and no like bike path, then you are allowed to be on the main road just as far right as you can safely be. So that is the law and like that we shouldn't be blaming cyclists for following the law and like riding their bikes safely. We should be yeah. blaming city planners that didn't put a proper bike lane in. <laughs> so yeah, that's, wow. that kind of like changed my perspective on a lot of things. Cause I had always taken the attitude like, Oh, these freaking bicyclists are getting in the way of my car. And then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm totally guilty of that, too. I feel like if there was more awareness of that law, people would be, like, a little bit more understanding because, like, we, there's there's an intersection down the street from us where um, – actually, let me ask you this. Did you <laughs> – with, like, all of this, did you learn – do cyclists have to stop at stop signs like cars do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. you definitely okay, well, still then, need to but... follow all the rules of the road. Like, you are – you act like a vehicle. Like, you don't blow through stop signs. You don't do any of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to stop what I was saying there because <laughs> cyclists, I was going to say so many cyclists have been hit at this four-way stop, uh, you know, stop like intersection because they run right through it and the cars obviously stop. And then as the cyclists are just going through it. So yeah. that's another tangent. But um, yeah, I was just wondering if there was like any laws that say they can, you know, coast through. No. But... <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think that's the cyclist's fault for not stopping at the stop sign. Cause you're, if you're got on the it. road, you got to follow the rules of the road. Like you can't, yeah. you can't, yeah. you can't tow that line. So, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting one. There's definitely, I mean, blame can go both ways, but I think in uh, general, sure. in general, like I think there just needs to be better infrastructure for bikes. That's probably the biggest thing I found out pretty quickly is like the bike paths in Columbus are really good. I found out, like I did a range test probably like a week into riding rode like 40 miles round trip and got to like downtown and back all on a bike path, which was awesome. That's, like I had no idea about this bike crazy. path. It's like through these beautiful woods and like was an awesome ride and had a lot of fun. And like, I was, I like my butt was more sore than my legs afterwards because <laughs> I was helping me pedal. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, that, like, has me thinking, like, up here in Cleveland, like, we do have a few bike lanes, but, like, it's not, like, as prevalent as it is in Columbus. Yeah. So, like, I know that there's a bunch of, like, metro parks that you can, like, ride to downtown. I'm just curious if there is a direct trail. Yeah. I would have to have to look into that. But that's really great that um, people in Columbus have access to that. Definitely. And I'll give everybody a pro tip if you're, like, curious if, it, if a bike or e-bike is going to work for you. Google Maps has a really cool feature where you can turn on like a bike filter almost. And it'll show you instead of like lighting up roads, it'll light up bike paths and like bike friendly roads and like actual oh, bike cool. paths. So I've been using that a ton. I've like changed my Google Maps perspective now. It's like I'm looking at it through the lens of like which bike path can I take to get somewhere? Um which has like opened up a whole new world almost of like ways to get places, which has been been really cool. So no, that's really cool about Google Maps. I like obviously like I know that they have like the walking filters, but like um I didn't know they had things directly for bikes. Yeah. Like I'll be totally honest with you and to everybody. I actually think I told you this a few weeks ago when we were hanging out. I've not ridden a bike in years. Really? Like, it has been it's been years. I think I don't know, maybe sophomore year of high school. Wow. I just haven't I just haven't been on a bike except for like, you know, our stationary bike in the basement, but like Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would love to get back on a bike. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's um it's been interesting because like I rode bikes all growing up. I don't know how you were, but like that's how I got around the neighborhood. Oh, that's same. like <laughs> that's like how I got around yeah. when I before I could drive. Um, so 
also when we were younger we had these electric dirt bikes which were like razor electric dirt bikes um oh, cool. so they had these like they're basically a mountain bike and they had like a tiny battery on them and yeah had pedaling yeah. but then it had a throttle where you could like twist the throttle and pull you along but then you could also pedal so like the e-bike is reminding me of like all the fun i had on this these old electric dirt bikes we got for christmas one year <laughs> so, so that's been so really cool. fun to kind of like oh like i remember how like fun this was just getting around as a kid so yeah just yeah. that part of it is really cool too so literally you've been living the electric life ever since you were young <laughs> right <laughs> right that's great yeah yeah, I um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking back like when I was younger, I used to ride bikes all the time. Like I tried rollerblading, and I had a really bad accident that caused like thirty stitches oh my gosh. in my knee once. So I'm like, eh, bikes are safer, and then yeah. I ended up breaking my wrist on a bike. But anyway, oh my so, gosh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I flew over the handlebars and landed oh. in a rose bush. I was I was a wild kid when I was younger, but <laughs> very intense. Oh my gosh. Um, but, you know, with that being said, like, after getting a chance to ride, you know, the um, Hemiway? Is that how you yeah, pronounce it? Yeah, Hemiway. Hemiway? Mm-hmm. Um, getting a chance to ride that around, you know, your your parking lot briefly, like, it's a blast. Like, yeah. I can't believe how much power is in that thing. Right. Yeah, I found out there's a, uh, there's a, there's kind of three classes of e-bikes. I'll give, like, a mini review. But, so, class one only go up to, I think, 20 miles an hour. And, um and they're pedal assisted and they don't have a throttle. So like the only way to get it to go faster is actually pedaling class two e-bikes, um, have that same, uh, I think can have a higher miles per hour limitation. So it might be above 20 miles per hour and, uh, they may or may not have a throttle on them as well. So like they might have a throttle on there to go above, um, above whatever speed. And then class three e-bikes are, um, have pedal assist, have a throttle and go up to like, I think 28 miles per hour, I think is the cutoff. Like you can't go above 28 miles per hour on an e-bike. Um, and the rule is with all of those classes, it obviously varies by state and by local jurisdiction of what the rules are, but can't have above a 750 watt motor. So, okay. That might not mean a lot to people, but like the bike that i have right now has a 750 watt motor so like that's the absolute like most power you're going to get out of an e-bike after that you get into like electric motorcycle territory where it's like (laughs) you can't you can really get get out of control pretty quick so (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you kind of get start getting into the moped electric motorcycle category yeah yeah, and and if you want more on electric motorcycles and mopeds, definitely go back to our land episode with Scott right. from Land. Yeah, that was yeah, an early was one, a, I think. That was one of our first yeah. episodes. So yeah, I think that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, but it's if you look for it, you'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good episode. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so you know, talking about like the motor and everything, um, I want to talk about the battery pack because some some electric e bikes you can't remove the battery pack, but the one you have, you can. Right. Um, what has your experience been with battery life, like in terms of like how far you can ride and like how long it takes to charge? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. A lot of these I've found, like I get, a, have taken this out a ton and a ton of people have asked me questions and I'm getting a lot of the similar kind of electric car questions I used to get now that like, <laughs> now yeah. that, uh, I'm riding that now. So similar kind of question I get from everybody is like, all right, well, where do you charge it? And like, how long does it take to charge? What's the battery life like? So 
it's got in kilowatt hours because I changed the I did the math because I think they give it in like amp hours or something, which oh, is okay. like kind of a weird unit. Um, but in kilowatt hours, I think it's just under one. I think it's like 0.8 kilowatt hours. So like compared to my Model Three, that's like literally what one one hundredth I think of my yeah. my Model Three battery pack. <laughs> <laughs> so to put that in perspective of like an electric car, and it goes roughly i think probably around 40 plus miles on a charge if you're like mostly using pedal assist so when i did my range test i think i got 43 miles and i was using pedal assist three for the most part out of five um but then towards the end i was like getting close to home and the battery wasn't dead yet so i just started revving it like burnt like using up as much energy as i could and i got home and i still had more left so like i was really hammering it those last few miles so i think if you just kept on that pedal assist three you could easily get over 50 miles which like on an e-bike that's riding for like close to four hours like you're not gonna want to do that (laughs) on a bike for that long so like i think in a lot of ways the battery is going to outlast your your want or your ability to ride for for that long so i've been super impressed with that and like you said it is removable too so it actually it locks to the bike too which is nice you can't just pop it off there's a key to unlock it so you you could pop it off the bike and it uh i usually just bring it upstairs because we've got a detached garage so i just bring it upstairs plug it in and i just charge it like i do my phone or my car i just plug it in every night and then i'll bring it down if i'm going if i'm going to ride for the day so that part's been awesome i think if you're somebody that lives in an apartment i'd definitely recommend a removable battery pack because trying to <laughs> haul a bike upstairs or wherever you keep it locked up uh can be a pain so i think uh removable batteries the way to go for sure <laughs> yeah 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 because I, I think like depending on like the price bracket that you're looking for for you know for an e-bike i've seen like the more like the the lower cost like entry-level ones the battery pack is part of the actual frame right. of the bike yeah and a lot of the little bit pricier ones are the ones that you can remove the battery pack which is nice yeah i would i would definitely prefer one where i could just bring the pack inside yeah instead of having to carry the whole bike definitely <laughs> definitely yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So with you having 14 days left of your 30 day <laughs> challenge, where do you like, I'm going to ask you some of the negatives because like, okay. I know you're going to save this for, you know, like the more in depth video, but like, can you give us like some of the headaches that you've run into so far? Like if you've experienced anything like that? Okay. So, so some of the headaches I've experienced are because I am not an experienced bike rider (laughs) and (laughs) not an experienced e-bike rider. So one of the first negatives I experienced was just putting the bike together because I don't do that every day. So it took me probably three times as long as somebody with experience. (laughs) So the bike did come like disassembled. I had to put the handlebars on. I had to put the front wheel on, had to put some other stuff on which you can pay somebody to do. Like there's plenty of bike shops that'll assemble a bike for you. Um, but I wanted to do it myself cause I had like, uh, I'm an engineer and I'm like, I can do this. And then I realized quickly, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but it's not it's terrible like Ikea furniture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like make it sound like it was diff- It was super difficult or anything. There's just a couple kind of nuances you've got to be aware of that. I just didn't see coming in. So it took me like two hours to put together and like it probably would take somebody a half hour if they do what they're doing. That's actually not too bad. I mean, to put like a complicated like 
you know, fight together. Like, two hours isn't that bad. No, no, not not bad at all. And it's mostly assembled, too. That's literally, like, the handlebars, the front wheel, and then, like, the fenders and lights and some other stuff needed to go on there. But everything else was already okay. assembled. So oh, nice. that part is nice. Because if you're trying to, like, gear it, like, attach the gears and all that stuff, that can definitely... <laughs> make it way more yeah. complicated yeah i would pay somebody right <laughs> right <laughs> so that was like a i don't even want to call that a negative but just like a struggle for me personally <laughs> more than anything <laughs> um so there's that and then the other thing which i didn't touch on i probably need to add to my like notes is um just being cognizant of the weather so like we've been fortunate that it's been like relatively sunny for the most part in ohio this summer and it is the summer in ohio so i can take the e-bike everywhere whereas mm -hmm. if i was doing this challenge in january it would probably be a different story of how much fun i was yeah. having right so <laughs> um that part i think is where the mass transit comes in and like some of the other like less uh less uh less fun options come in almost of like trying to reduce emissions and all that stuff. So that's been the other thing I've kind of had to keep an eye on because there was a couple situations where it was raining and I'm like, I don't want to go ride in the rain today just to like, just for the heck of it. And, uh, being nighttime as well. So I have, this bike does have great lights on it, but if it's a pitch black path, it still is not illuminating at a ton. So, and it's unsafe too, to just be out in the middle of the night by yourself. So yeah, um, yeah, that's probably, and that's nothing. It's the bike itself. It's just kind of environmental factors you've got to be aware of. So, yeah, I think you should get one of those led light bars that you find on like pickup trucks. Right. And just, just like it. attach it to your helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right. It's like, what's that for? It's it's aerodynamic. No <laughs> question. Right. Right. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Well, that is, that's so cool. I mean, like, you know, like, e-bikes have always, like, fascinated me. And, like, I just, like, I feel like that's such, like, that's a sub-facet that's, like, getting a lot of attention. Like, I'm seeing, like, a lot of photos and videos from, like, Electrify Expo, Fully Charged Live, where they have stations and setups where you can just go ride the e-bikes or right. test, like, the one wheels and the scooters. And I mean, if you can cut your emissions in any way, that's not taking up like a parking spot or like <laughs> right. you know, road space, then that's good. That's yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. Especially most of the time you're only driving by yourself. So yeah. Like, and yeah. that's like, that's something that is like made me mad since I was little. Like when I realized like how much, how many emissions SUVs and big trucks and stuff put out, it's like most of the time it's a single person in that car driving themselves somewhere and then yep. sit it, their car sits there for however long and then they drive themselves back somewhere. Like that seems like the least efficient way to do anything. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> especially when yeah. it's like a big yeah. car. Like I understand if you've got like a big family and you're moving your family around a lot, like that's, I love that. Like that's completely fine. You need, you absolutely need that vehicle, but like, buying a big suv just to drive yourself around everywhere <laughs> always felt like a little eh, like i don't know about that so yeah yeah well it, it, don't judge me if i get a review <laughs> i know because... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be nice here <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no i would i would you know bring all my friends with i would make right every trip i would have people with me right now so uh, let me ask you one more question. Um, so, you know, out of everything, I know you're only like 50% through with like your challenge. So 
obviously like when you were younger you used to ride like those electric dirt bikes you rode bikes everywhere so like this was almost something that you were familiar with right um a lot of times you know you're getting those people who are going from big suvs who are driving themselves around with nobody else how what piece of advice would you give somebody who might be a little uneasy with taking the jump into an e-bike for most of their you know commute right. or traveling yeah um do you have any piece of advice that could help them yeah if if uh obviously like if you're familiar biking it certainly makes the the transition easier like if you like I would learn how to ride a bike first off, like a regular bike. <laughs> if you don't know how to do that, I would definitely like learn how to ride a regular bike first. Um, and once you're comfortable on that, honestly, like there's some nuances to riding like a fully electric bike, but once you kind of get the handle of it, I know the first couple days was kind of like a little bit of an adjustment period for me, even being like a somewhat experienced bike rider. Um, just getting used to like how the motor moves you around, how much torque it has, like how it lurches you forward sometimes, like just some of that stuff you've got to be aware of. Um, but I do want to shout out Hemiway because they have, they actually have a test ride program for their bikes. So I, I probably need to do this, but you can set yourself up as like a test ride spot and like share your e-bike with somebody for them to come check out. Oh, so it's cool. Just like electric cars and other things, like go check it out before you pull the trigger in, on buying one or watch a lot of videos, watch my videos um, <laughs> and, uh, and check it out before you like pull the trigger on something like that. And then just looking I, at like your uh, Google maps, like I said, like look at your usual commute, type in like click biking one day instead of driving, see what that would look like. Um, Cause for some people you might live an hour from your job and still need a car because you're not going to want to make a three-hour bike ride every morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just like an EV, like it's not obviously not going to fit everybody's lifestyle, but I think at least thinking about it is is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So so basically what I'm hearing here is that get familiar with it, learn, get, you know, find the, the sources of good education. Right. And then make the right choice for yourself. I yep. think that that's kind of what we've always preached, regardless of <laughs> you're riding electric, driving electric, mowing electric, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yes. just do what, do what fits, you know, your life best. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. A lot of common I'm themes I'm excited here. to see. Sorry, what was that? I said a lot of common themes here, so. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm excited to see the rest of your challenge videos and see the final wrap-up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on the review right now, so I'm hoping to have that up next week. Um, and then I'll have, like, kind of a longer-form review of, like, here's what it was like. I think I'm going to title it, like, Trading My Tesla for an E-Bike for 30 Days, because I think that's a clickbaity title. That's true. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd but, click on that. <laughs> yeah. So... But if there's anything you all want to know about, definitely like hit us up on social media if you want me to cover something in my video. So, yeah. Cool. What about cool. you, Brandon? Are you what? I know you're itching to get an e-bike now after riding mine. Is there any on your radar that you want to check out or want to like? If you could have any of them, like which one you would get? Oh man, I. <laughs> If it's not a car brand or like a fashion brand or something <laughs> like that, I'm so bad with uh, with brand names. I really, obviously, like getting it. Well, so I know Saunders. Like yeah. Saunders is a pretty well known name for for e bikes as mm -hmm. well as they're coming out with the uh, Saunders Metacycle, which yeah. is kind of like that you know that e motorcycle. Right. Obviously, being a Clevelander, my heart is stuck with land. You know, yeah. I support everything that that company is doing. 
Um, but Saunders is something that interests me. Um, but I really just want to get a chance to experience it more than just a ride around like a parking lot, you know, <laughs> right. almost like a test ride. Like I want to live with it to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, so I really like the, the Hemi way that yeah. I got a chance to ride with, you know, when we were hanging out, it's just the quality and like the materials, it felt really well made and yeah. the matte black, like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's my aesthetic. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That is the nice yeah. thing about this bike too, which I didn't really touch on is like a big positive for me is it's got these beefy tires on it. So like yeah. if, if you're going to get a commuting bike or like a bike you want to take everywhere, I would definitely look for a more all-terrain one. Cause like I can take this through the gravel if I need to, I can take it through the grass if I need to like cut across somewhere. Like I'm not, I don't feel unsteady as I would on like a regular road bike <laughs> doing <laughs> something like that. So that certainly made me feel better as well. And it goes up to like 25 miles an hour, which like on city streets is perfect. Cause like that's usually the speed limit around town. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that that's been fun as well. Cause you can just rev it up to 25 and ride it like a moped. So <laughs> that's pretty fun. Are, do you think you're ever going to, uh, well, maybe, maybe this is kind of like giving away something, but I was going to ask, do you think you'll ever take it off the like pavement and like get off road? I do want to try that. I'm like, I didn't want to do it before my review because I didn't want to like, A, break it or get it really dirty before doing oh, a review. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. I think that'd be fun to do. Um, and yeah, might might be more to come on that. I don't want to share a ton right now. But yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, subscribe to Alex's YouTube channel. The right. video's coming. <laughs> right. So... Well, I think this this episode has inspired me to do more research because <laughs> I've been wanting an e-bike for a very long time. Costco had one, but they had some reliability issues with mm. it. Can't remember what the brand was, but it was like I think like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think the the big thing to remember, um, if I give everybody like one last piece of advice, I'm gonna link a video I watched the other day that I thought was really well done from Future Proof is the name of the YouTube channel. Um, it's titled "The Problem with E-Bikes," and kind of some of the conclusions they come to is like, don't get an e-bike if you're not going to replace car trips with it. So like, it's great if you get it for like recreational riding and stuff. But if like your goal is to reduce your emissions, like getting an e-bike just for it to sit in the garage is not really like a great, <laughs> a great thing. Cause then it's just like, it's wasting more resources. It does have a battery in it, which requires like mining and all that fun stuff. So mm -hmm. I think if you're going to get an e-bike, like the intention should be, to replace car trips with it. Like that's what it's probably going to be best for in terms of like carbon impact and sustainability, all that fun stuff. So yeah, not telling you not cool. to have fun, but <laughs> yeah. the, uh, that's kind of the intention that, or the, the conclusion that video came to that, that I, that I definitely resonated with. So cool. Yeah. I'll definitely check, check that video out too. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to think if i have cool. any questions for you you've been interviewing me the whole time so. no that's okay <laughs> i mean yeah i just i want to i want to get a chance to live with one more than just like a quick ride yeah because like i said it's been years since i've ridden a bike but like i think with where we live in cleveland it's easy to get to places absolutely um, yeah i just i just need to know because like for some reason i'm like stuck on going to get coffee with an e-bike Mm. are there any like cup holder accessories like <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's actually something i should have brought up earlier um because i went to go get fast food for i think uh 
well, I didn't get fast food. I'm not a huge fan of fast food, but um, I got Mallory Arby's and I got myself some Chipotle for dinner one night. It's one of my shorts. I go out to get Chipotle and then I stop at Arby's to get something. And Mallory really wanted a shake from Arby's, which is understandable. Arby's does have great shakes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and I was told her, I'm like, I don't know if I can bring a shake back <laughs> on my e-bike. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is one thing to keep in mind because, like, I got breakfast this morning on the e-bike and I had a coffee at breakfast and was going to bring one, like, to go with me because they had, like, free to-go cups of coffee. And I'm like, I don't really have a great place to put that on my bike. So um, that is one negative is, like, carrying drinks or food or anything that's fragile that you could easily stick in a car cup holder isn't going to be as easy. Yeah, um, and I'm sure there's some solutions out there. I'm not a seasoned e-bike rider at this point, so <laughs> I uh, I need to do some research on that. Well, do you have a water bottle? Um, I don't know what what do they call it? Not Just like holder. the holder or bracket yeah, or whatever. I guess it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Does it have one? It does not have one because where it normally oh. would go is where the battery is. So that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So generally what I do yeah. if I'm riding around is I'll just have my backpack on my back and I'll have a water bottle inside of there. So. You probably could take coffee, but my recommendation is get like a sealed water bottle to put it in so that you can like bring it home safely. Yeah. But yeah. ideally if you're riding an e-bike, like you're you're experiencing everything. You're not like rushing just to get coffee and then come right home. You go to the coffee shop, you hang out, you park your yeah. bike there. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that's like that's the attitude I've tried to have now is like if I'm gonna take the trip there, like enjoy the experience, enjoy the ride have like enjoy the coffee there don't be rushing around everywhere so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think i think that's just like the one downside of american culture is that we yeah. like the go 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 you know yeah <laughs> yeah yep. yeah so get an e-bike live a little bit less stressed yes exactly <laughs> yeah. that is nice. the other thing is like i um is just time wise if it's not a short trip it's definitely going to take longer on a bike that is something to keep in mind like i when I did that trip where I had to lock up my bike on a tree, I rode for, I think, 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back, whereas normally that's like a 10 or 15 minute drive <laughs> where I'm going. So I'm like, I'm easily adding like another hour to my trip just by just by e-biking. So that's yeah. something to, to keep in mind as well. But for short trips, way better on an e-bike. You get parking up close to wherever you're going. You can generally get around a lot quicker. Like it's definitely easier on an e-bike for short trips so and then the other thing is your health too because you're actually exercising Fair, you know yeah so is that going to be part of your your longer video it's it's not um i could certainly talk about that i feel bad because i think a lot of people have asked me about like hey have you seen any like health benefits from this and i'm like i work out like all the time i work out almost every day so <laughs> i like <laughs> my e-bike rides have just replaced my normal workouts. If I like take a walk or do a jog, like my e-bike will replace that workout. So I haven't noticed any big like health differences. <laughs> I, I will say that I feel like more like active just in general. Cause like anytime mm-hmm. I go somewhere, it's not like I'm sitting in a car for 10 minutes. It's like I'm biking somewhere for 20 minutes, not exerting a ton of effort, but at least I'm moving my legs. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so I will say that has been nice is like this morning I got up and, and rode to get coffee and that was like, all right, I'm like kind of awake. I got a little bit yeah. of juice flowing now. So that was, that was good. Nice. Nice. 
Well, I'm looking forward to the longer video, and I've read some comments on your shorts, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to it as well. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. It's It's been kind of a, as like content creators, I'm sure you know, like you've got to take risks with some content sometimes and try new yep. things, and I'm trying to branch outside of vehicles, so I'm hoping everybody kind of sticks with me for a little bit to see if they like e-bike videos or not. I'll keep doing them if they're a, if they're a hit, but if not, then I'll... I'll focus more on cars, but <laughs> yeah. So, Sweet. Well, is there any la last things you want to say? I don't know. Um, I feel like I talked this whole episode, so. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> I guess what is, uh, besides coffee and anything else, like if you had to get an e-bike, like transition to an e-bike tomorrow, what are your kind of initial concerns about it that I might be able to like answer for you? Well I know we've talked well, about I, a lot already. Yeah, I well, I know I wouldn't be able to do my Costco trips with an e-bike mm. um, unless yeah. I, I got like a little like you know trolley or something behind me, but, <laughs> <A> trailer <laughs> for your e-bike, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know. I I think for me, I would just like to see where I could replace the car trips with an e-bike because, mm. like, you know, like. Um, just goes back to coffee, man. Like, I just think about how much, like, coffee I drink at, like, local coffee shops. That's funny. But, like, I mean, like, if there's, like, one night where, like, you know, we're done walking the dogs and we want to, like, go up to Ben and Jerry's up the street, you know, grab ice cream just right up there. It's typically, like, you know, I don't know, like a 40-minute, well, maybe, like, a 30 to 40-minute walk just to mm. get there. And then it's a nice walk back. But with an e-bike, it would take, like, 15 minutes. Like, yeah. it's not that far. Yeah. Um. So other than that, like, I mean, a lot of the grocery stores and the shops that we go to sadly are further away. So we would probably mm -hmm. have to rely on our vehicle. Yeah. But just for like recreational purposes, like I think an e-bike would be great. You know, yeah. take the dogs on a walk, come home and do like a really nice bike ride. We have some nice like paths around us. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I want to go off-roading. I think that's one thing I would want to try. <laughs> yeah. 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 They make some sweet, like, electric mountain bikes from a lot of different companies that just look awesome. Um, you do have to be careful with that, though, because some of them, like, they won't allow on off-road paths just because oh, they eat yeah. them up too much. They're too oh, heavy yeah. and, like, just really can mess up some of the paths. So you got to be careful. But they look fun. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a rebel, so I might be able to get away with that. But... <laughs> I was well, going to ask, definitely... go ahead. Sorry, Alex. I was going to ask, how do your dogs feel about bikes? Cause I've been attacked on my e-bike a couple times by not attacked, attacked, but like dogs lurch towards me sometimes when I'm riding by. I'm curious how your dogs respond though. <laughs> like, like snarling at you? No, or just like they want to go after really... me. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like they pull okay. on the leash and like, if their owner let go, they would attack my bike kind of like deal. So, Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know why that's a trigger for a lot of dogs. Like, yeah. I feel like that could be, like, a whole episode of the psychology <laughs> of, like, dogs going through bikes. Because my parents' dog is like that. But Harvey and Orchid, well, one, Orchid hasn't been around bikes. Um, Harvey mm. has been, and he's okay. been okay. But, like, Harvey's, okay. like, the chillest dog on the planet. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. We actually, there's a person down the street from us. He has a, um, I think it's a dachshund. He walks the dachshund okay. while he rides his bike. So, like, you mm. just see the small little wiener dog with him, like, riding his bike. It's hilarious. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It would be interesting to see how they would do. Like, I know Orchid doesn't like cars, mm. um, but Harvey does. But then again, Harvey could literally just be fine with anything. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> would you walk yeah. your dogs with the e-bike? No. 
No, no, because <laughs> I just, I, another person in our neighborhood has this, like, this contraption. I'm pretty sure they created it where they took, like, a, um, a rod and attached it to the front wheel of the bike. And then oh, they okay. will tether their dog to that rod. And, like, the dog that they, they walk is a relatively big dog, but they, they will um, ride their bike as the dog jogs next to it. Interesting. And the other day we were walking and the dog was trying to bark at Orchid and stepped right in front of the, the you know, the uh, front tire oh, and, no. or the front wheel. And they were going fast and the dog fortunately didn't like get hurt, but like, Got I can't even imagine. So oh, no, I don't, yeah. That's <laughs> I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I could do that. Orchid is yeah. too all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, what, one thing I've seen from a lot of people is you can get little like cat things to put like a front uh front basket that's like for cats so on your bike yeah <laughs> so <laughs> seen some adventure cats do that so i think yeah. that'd be funny to try but i don't know how i would do that with, do. i would try to do that with orchid like i wonder if she would be fine with that but could you imagine harvey in one of those front baskets <laughs> <laughs> you could get just a little people. You could get like one of those kid kitty trailers for like kids yeah. and strap it to the yeah. the back and just throw Harvey in there because he sits he sits halfway through walks anyway, right? Yep. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's lazy enough. <laughs> I just pictured like um, it's not uh oh, it's like E T where they have like E T in the basket and like jumping over you know for the moon, <laughs> right? That's yep. funny. Yeah, that's yeah, that's hilarious. But I was gonna say one thing I did want to wrap up with is if you're if you're in, if you like cycling or you want to check out a cool path, that's I think it's kind of unique to Ohio. Um, it's called the Ohio to Erie Trail. Have you heard of this before? No. It goes from the Ohio River to the to Lake Erie, and it's a like almost continuous trail slash bike path that goes the entire way. Wow. So you can go from <laughs> like you can go from basically Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati, like all the way to the Ohio River, all on like a somewhat continuous bike path. Wow, which is wild. So I rode some of it the other day just because I was doing like a bike ride and rode I think like twenty miles round trip, and I got up to like Galena and then turned around and came back. But like that bike path keeps going like all the way up to Cleveland. So. I'd I'd be interested to do like a really long distance bike ride like that with my bike because yeah. I think that'd yeah. be that'd be a lot of fun. I'd have to like factor in some brakes in there somehow <laughs> and charging stops <laughs> and stuff like that. But I think that'd be fun to try. Yeah. Well, I I say you do that. I mean, you have a guest room here, so just true. see how I, could, I can get you up here. Yeah. I have to do it. Uh, start early in the morning so it's light by the time I get there. Yeah. <laughs> Depending do you on know how, how long, long it takes. that would. Yeah, I was going to ask you how long that would take. Uh, let me plug it in. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that. That's crazy. Live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we are bicycling. Oh, okay. Um, it is a... Via the Heart of Ohio Trail, which I believe is kind of the, the safe way to go. Um that takes 13 hours and 38 minutes it's a 157 mile bike ride wow so yeah that'd be interesting because yeah. this bike actually has a rated like long distance range of like 70 miles but i think that's going a lot slower than i would want to go 
<laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, and I've also figured out Google Maps assumes that you're biking at 15 miles per hour. Okay. So, biking it it, it guesses around 15 miles per hour. I think uh, I think walking it's like 20 minutes per mile. So, yeah, it's uh it's that's been interesting too because sometimes I've beaten the Google Maps estimate for time because I can go a lot faster on an e-bike <laughs> than a regular bike. So that's been that's been interesting to see as well. But yeah, 14 hours roughly. Hmm. Might have to might have to give that a shot. Yeah. I bet you could probably break it up too, you know, like if you could find like some campsites along the way. Oh yeah, it could just be a multi-day trip, like leave yeah. on a Friday evening, bike somewhere and camp and then yeah, that'd be an interesting trip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking about. <laughs> I know you can get those tents that you can like put in your backpack or like you right. know, strap to your back or to your bike. Yeah, that'd be great. That is some like hardcore adventure in there. <laughs> <laughs> is that what life's for? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. I wouldn't, but somebody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Other people can. Yeah. So. I'll just live vicariously. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool yeah i never knew that existed see that's why that's another reason i kind of want to get a bike too because like there's so many things that are out there that i think you just miss just by because you're driving right you don't get to experience all that stuff yeah and i and i've noticed too it's like i i jog occasionally too and i've like gone um last year when i like ran my half marathon i got like to some really far like distances running and like on an e-bike i can go like easily like twice or three times as far as i normally jog so i get to see like the part of the path i never get to see because yeah. i like yeah. turn around when i get there because i'm tired <laughs> so <laughs> so that part's been cool too there it is like just a whole new world when you start discovering bike paths and all that stuff so oh that's sweet yeah oh now i want one so I you know. sold me yeah. on it <laughs> hopefully i've convinced everybody um I'll, I'll shamelessly plug my discount code too, because Hemiway did give me one of those. So if you use code SIBS, you can get 50 bucks off a of Hemiway. So pretty good deal from them. Um, bikes, I think, like, this is my personal opinion, not just because they're working with me. I mean, I think they're very reasonably priced for the capability they bring. And, like, I've ridden it 150 plus miles and nothing has gone wrong. Like, it's still performing great. I've ridden it through mud, rain, all that stuff. So. I mean, I've been really impressed with the bike. So, yeah. Awesome. Not telling you you have to buy one, but if you're going to buy one. <laughs> yeah. Use that discount code. Use the code. So, yes. Yeah. Sweet. So. Well, cool. Well, you got to end this with, like, some bike pun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is a really fun episode. Um, I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I will not be on the next one, guys. No, I'm just kidding. That was pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up here. Um, definitely let me know if you want me to cover anything on my my daily e-bike trips. I've been shooting shorts um, for them on YouTube. They're on TikTok, anywhere you get short videos. Um, so if there's something specific you want to see, I'm kind of running out of ideas of what to talk about on these shorts. So if there's a trip you want, want to see me do or feature the bike you want to see, definitely hit me up and be happy to talk about it and anything you want to see in the review as well. So appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for the interview today, Brandon. Yes. We'll yes. make the next episode, like all you, I'll interview you about something. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. 
Sounds good. Well, I will do the outro too. That's kind of why I've been doing the awkward pauses because you've been typically doing the outro. So I'm like, you gotta do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll do the outro this time. But okay. thank you guys for listening to Living Electric and we'll catch you guys in the next one.